I'm Norman Thurecht from Pitcher Pharmacy, and I'm joined today by Nick Munro, Executive General Manager of Terry White Chemark. Welcome, Nick. Thank you, Norman. Great to be here. Nick, uh, the last couple of years have been really interesting for the industry. You know, we've, we've faced many interesting hurdles and challenges over the time. What are you seeing within the Terry White Chemmark Group as some of the biggest challenges faced over that period? Look, I, I think through um, you know our, our group, we were we were really well placed with the direction of the brand that we've had uh, you know in the lead up to COVID to respond to the challenges that were were thrown up. You know, we're a model that are very focused on uh, supporting the the healthcare needs of our customers, and uh, from a support office point of view with our network, we're also you know, we provide a high level of service uh, to our network partners. And, and I like to think that's one of the pieces that, that sets us apart. So, um, you know, our biggest challenge from a support office early on was to, you know, try and understand the changing world ourselves um, to make sure that we could support the network partners through uh, through this change. So, you know, we did, um, from what started with, uh, with one or two emails going out to the network, we called a, a sort of an emergency meeting of our advisory group, our, our TAG group, uh, and just really set the agenda as to what support the network needed uh, through this uh, through this time, and that that formed a working group uh, from uh, to uh, a COVID working group. Uh, we called it. That met. You know, we met seven days a week, often twice a day for uh, over three months uh, to try and keep up with the regulatory changes that were coming on, uh, with the changing needs of customers, the changing positions of stock. Uh, that, that we're going. So, you know, I think our our biggest our biggest you know challenge early on uh, was making sure our network could continue to trade and trade well and support our customers through that time. And that's really interesting, Nick, that you actually engaged with um, committees of owners. I mean, they would have been you know, no doubt flat chat in their in their businesses, um, trying to manage you know, paper scripts, fax uh, mm. scripts, et cetera, et cetera, and and you know to take them out of their business, they're obviously very engaged with um, head office, mm, for want of a mm. better word, to help, and that collegiate approach. Oh, look, it, I look. I think that's really fair to say, and you know, I hope uh, I hope all of our network feel that they can pick up the phone to myself or any of the team at any time and and let us know that they need support. Um, but our tag group, in particular, we rely really heavily on uh, for that advice and and for that feedback. Uh, you know, we had a meeting just uh, just last week. Um, to you know, really focus in on, you know, how do we how do we adjust to the new normal that is, you know, the new COVID world, and and how do we, um, you know, continue to to take the brand forward, um, and they're the sort of meetings that we're used, we're used to having. So out of the out of adversity, you know, we always we always look for the opportunities, right? And, and what's come from that over the last two years, well, we've probably only really got time now to sort of take a deep breath and go, right, what's the future look like? What what are the, some of the opportunities that you and and the the tag group see? Pharmacy has never been more relevant in the eyes of customers, in, in my point of view, than it is today. You know, we're, we're seeing that through the numbers coming through. Uh, our pharmacies. We're seeing it with the shifting demographic that's coming through uh, our pharmacies. Yeah, we'll, we'll do over 1.5 million vaccinations this year uh, within our group, uh, and about 50% of that are under the age of 39, uh, whereas predominantly you know, most, of, uh, most of we saw taking up services in the pharmacy were that sort of 60 plus. Um, so we're seeing a shifting demographic. We're seeing more people uh, than, than ever before come through pharmacy. And we've got a great opportunity uh, to, uh, to take advantage of that uh, as an industry. Out of this, you know, the, the network's now got a massive footprint in terms of across the country. 
geographically. I know we're sort mm. of spread out. What's the future hold in terms of opportunities for growth? You know, one thing we talk about a lot internally is that we would like every Australian uh, to be within 15 minutes of a, a Terry White Kenmark pharmacy or 90% of Australians uh, to be within uh, 15 minutes of a Terry White Kenmark pharmacy. So, look, we, we know our footprint well. Um, we know in, in some states, uh, you know, we're probably approaching almost as many TWCs as we can. There's always room for, for a couple more. Uh, but in other states, we've, we've certainly got plenty of room for growth. So, you know, as uh, we just passed 500 pharmacies um, a, a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, we've got a pretty uh, clear view for the next 100, where they're going to come from between 500 and 600. Uh, and, you know, I would like to think we can push that number close to 700. Just switching our mind back to March 2020, um, you know, the, the start of the pandemic. And, and to be fair, prior to that, we had massive uh, bushfire season. Mm. But the Guild then had to turn around and negotiate the seventh agreement. And, and in my view, did a really good job. When, to be fair, yeah, many of us thought maybe the world was going to end. They did a great job. But what they've done subsequent is is continue to negotiate with government and, and the relevant parties to get vaccination in pharmacies, a great example, um, implement delivery fees through the network during the, 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 the pandemic and so on. Can, can you just um, explain to us how the TW network have embraced those opportunities Look, we very much take a view that the, the, the continuing trend in pharmacy will continue. We're not going to see uh, an increase in remuneration per script. We are going to see a big increase in the number of scripts uh, coming through our, our pharmacies. And so we've got to make sure that you know, we can process uh, each prescription as efficiently as possible, um, make sure that our pharmacies are as efficient as possible to, uh, to, to deal with that increased number of scripts. Uh, and free up our key team members in the pharmacy to have more time uh, with uh, with their patients, with their customers, uh, to be making sure that we are delivering on what was negotiated through uh, through the seventh CPA. So we do put a lot of focus on our dispensary design, uh, a lot of focus on automation. Clinical services have always been, you know, my background came through the Chemmart business, and it's always been a big focus of of us as a group, you know, both in Chemmart and Terry White, uh, and with the ChemPlus group that have all now come together under under Terry White. Um, vaccinations were one that, um, you know, particularly the Terry White uh, group uh, got on very early. And we were just reflecting the other day, actually, that in in 2014 um, we did 22 thousand vaccinations across uh, across the group and you know now we're doing that in a day uh, on on an average day across the group so you know in the space of eight or nine years the, the, the volume has really increased to be fair twenty two thousand was probably a great number in in the day it was <laughs> it, it, it was but look now as I said I mean we're at a time now where you know we'll do one and a half million this year I would expect we'd do you know at least the same next year if uh, if not more and that's through flu and through COVID and um, you know all of the other uh, vaccinations that we're we're now providing, we need to make sure again, like our dispensaries, uh, that not only are we making uh, that experience for our customers um, as as professional, as accessible, as easy uh, as possible, we're doing the same for our network. You know? So we did, um, you know, one of the things we recognised very early on at the start of uh, at the, the start of COVID was that. Um, the volumes would increase. We invested in a new booking platform um, that not only made it easier for our customers, um, and uh, but also more integrated for our uh, for our network. 
to make sure that that links seamlessly through to uh, you know through to plus one through to their point of sale, so they weren't managing multiple different systems to to manage the data that uh, that came out of that. Um, you know, we're now um, we're now you know doubling down on our clinic strategy uh, with the launch of care clinics, which is a, a, our care clinic is what you'll see uh, us branding our our clinic room and bringing in a level of consistency. Uh, in services across uh, across all of our pharmacies, not only the, the services provided, but the level of service uh, that customers ca- can expect in there. Yeah, you, you mentioned something interesting there, Nick, in relation to the care clinics. Do you see that as a as part of the core strategy to get the customer and make the customer sticky? If I can use the term mm-hmm. customer engagement, is, is that key to the group strategy? It it, it is. Um, it certainly is. Pharmacy as Pharmacy's done a brilliant job at providing services, um, you know, as an industry for a number of years now. But I do often think it's one of the the best kept secrets in the country. You know, we're not we're we're not great at getting our customers to understand what they can receive through pharmacy. Pharmacists are so highly trained; they're so central uh, to the healthcare. Um, uh, you know, to the healthcare industry, um, but we often hide it. Uh, under a bushel, so to speak. So, you know, we want to make sure that our, you know, our clinic program is not only efficient and and profitable to uh, to deliver, but we also want to make sure that customers understand, you know, what they can receive uh, at a pharmacy and uh, and have that consistency uh, through that as well. I suspect there's scope for pharmacy to start looking at charging for some of these services that are otherwise um, hard to get or you gotta mm. wait to get to a GP to get. Yep, no, I think that I think that's true. And vaccinations were so important for that. You know, flu vaccinations were so important for a customer to realise that they could, um, you know, if they weren't in a position to be able to afford a, a, a vaccination through pharmacy, we do have, um, you know, the, the safety net of going through their GP. But if they wanted a convenient, safe, efficient, uh, you know, vaccination, and uh, and they were prepared to pay for it. Pharmacy was a perfect option, uh, and I think that's been a really important shift um, within pharmacy. It's also been a really important shift having COVID uh, vaccinations remunerated uh, by government, yes. and and that's certainly an angle that we should continue uh, to to push as an industry. That where uh, we are seeing GPs and other health professionals remunerated for. Uh, some of these services, we should make sure that we are as well. If we just look at what the patient response has been to some of this activity, Nick, I, I guess the easiest measure for, for simplicity's sake is customer growth. Mm. Uh, but you must have other measures to measure patient response to some of these activities that you're implementing. Yeah, look, we we do. I mean, through through 2020, um, TWC topped the Roy Morgan poll 10 months out of 12. Uh, our response to COVID, um, you know, normally you see a lot of those uh, those sort of industry polls quite evenly spread uh, a- across the uh, across the major brands. You know, it was one where we certainly saw ourselves um, score very highly through the pandemic period. Um, we are seeing, you know, we track our NPS score uh, through the group on a weekly basis, and we review it on a weekly basis, and and we are sitting sort of between that 87 and 90 percent, which has lifted through COVID. Uh, so customer satisfaction has lifted through COVID, uh, and and really importantly too, um, and I hope this is something that can benefit all of pharmacy. 
Um, we were recently recognised um, through Inside Retail. They do a an annual uh, retailer awards. Um, you know, Terry White Chem Chemart won the Customer Experience Award uh, for our vaccination program, uh, and that was uh, not a pharmacy specific award. That was all against uh, against all of retail. With such a broad base of members, you know, if we talk about five hundred pharmacies around the country, how do you manage the compliance or the mm. level of um, basically, the level of um, consistency. Yeah, there's a couple, couple of things. Uh, a couple of things that I mean, pharmacy. You know, um, we we do have 500 pharmacies operating under the Terry White Chemart brand, but we have you know 450 uh, odd individual owners, business owners. Uh, you know, in in their own unique situations, their own demographics, their own uh, you know whatever whatever else they've uh, got going on. So. You know, there's no level of control uh, that a group like ours can have uh, to get to uh, that level of consistency. It has to be belief and it has to be buy-in uh, from the network partners that this is in the best interest of their customers and 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 their business. So, you know, we put a lot of a lot of time into making sure that our network, um, you know, understand the benefits. Um, well, first of all, they know about the benefits. They understand uh, the benefits that they believe. Uh, in the benefits that this consistency will bring. And, and only once you have those three do you really see uh, the movement within the pharmacy. So, um, uh, you know, I, I've, I will say this as someone who's been in, in retail operations my whole career, but pharmacy operations uh, in particular, investing in a really strong team uh, that we, we have. You know, we've got a, a structure where we have um, leadership in every state uh, at, at, a, at a state level. And we have, so we have state managers in every state. We have business development managers whose sole purpose uh, is to drive the performance uh, of their group of pharmacies. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not in there talking about wholesale. We're not in there uh, talking about any of the other uh, parts of the business. We're purely focused on Terry White Chemmart. Uh, and we're focused on how Terry White Chemart can uh, can drive performance uh, within those pharmacies. Yeah, that's that's a great point you make. I mean, if we look at the the if I can call it head office, albeit you've got people in each state, but there are a couple of head offices mm. that you mm. hold. Um, what's what what are you working on to leverage into the pharmacies at the moment, knowing what we've been through over the last two years, and knowing mm. that the customer is probably more health focused than they've ever been. We've been on a journey for several years, um, and like a lot of our initiatives, COVID probably forced us to to fast track. Um, but my TWC is one of those where we're looking to bring, you know, all of our digital touch points uh, from a from a customer point of view in, into one place. You know, whether that's whether they want to shop online, whether they want to have access uh, to their e-scripts, whether they, um, you know, potentially one day want to book a, a telehealth consult. Uh, with their GP, whether they want to make a booking for a, a, a vaccination, uh, you know, to put that all into the, the, the palm of our hands for our, our customers. Interestingly, what we've seen over the last couple of years as we've built this e-commerce uh, strategy or its digital strategy, you know, 80% of our customers still want to come into store uh, to pick up. So it's much more sort of click and collect rather than uh, rather than click and collect, uh, click and deliver. Uh, and, and I think that's a really important part of the, uh, the strategy to make sure we foster as well. So we do have a big, uh, a big focus on our digital 
um, a digital solutions. Uh, and as part of that, it, it you know it's making sure that we can drive uh, efficiencies within uh, within our pharmacies as well. If we are getting uh, our prescriptions um, you know ordered through the app, uh, it does mean that the pharmacies can uh, you know build those prescriptions, have them ready to go in their quieter times or, or before our manage that script script queue. You know, outside of the customers just standing in front of them as well. There's a lot of efficiencies that we can build through uh, through this digital uh, work as well. I saw some data at APP that um, suggested that even during the pandemic, there was only about five percent of um, transactions in the consumer health space that remained online. So, mm. yeah, it's mm. not a massive category, but the fact that you're, you, I, I think it's a growth way for customers to transact with pharmacies. Mm. Oh, definitely. And and there's a there's a segment of the uh, the community that you know, do do most of their, uh, you know, interaction with, you know, whether it's in health or whether it's in retail uh, this way. I was talking to a, a GP just yesterday who sees his business could get to, to 30, maybe even 50% of all consults being telehealth. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, if that's, if that's the case, you know, how do we, uh, how do we respond to that as a business to make sure that we can uh, work with that GP? And also, if yeah. you know, if GPs are thinking that way, uh, that it might get to that point, having a physical interaction with a pharmacist, um, I think will become even more important uh, because you know, it, uh, a, a customer wants to have that connection, uh, you know, with their local health, local health professional. Yeah, telehealth still remains a little bit two dimensional. Uh, we saw that during the pandemic where medical centres closed but pharmacy remained open and uh, I think you became that sort of first port of call because mm. people want people. They want to deal with people face-to-face. Yep. Yeah, and and that's, that, that's that relevance that I, uh, that I touched on earlier. You know, it, it, really, uh, it really did progress, um, you know, customers' understanding and appreciation of what pharmacy could, could provide. Which brings me to uh, an interesting point, Nick, um, Tell, tell us, uh, how do you see the future of pharmacy? I, I see it as a, uh, you know, as the, the central point for frontline, uh, frontline health. You know, GPs will always play a really important point in, uh, in the healthcare ecosystem. But I think pharmacy can play uh, a much bigger role in the community on, on the level of service and the, uh, the level of advice uh, that they, they can provide. Um, you know, un- unfortunately, we might see a you know a bit more of a commoditization of, uh, of prescriptions. Um, we're going to see those volumes increase. We're going to see you know patients' level of understanding of, of, of those prescriptions you know uh, increase. I, I really do see vaccinations that we're we're focusing in on now um, as the perfect springboard for a greater level of uh, of services that uh, that pharmacy can provide. I mean, you look at other markets overseas um, where you know, in, in Canada, I think they vaccinate for 42 different, uh, uh, yes. 42 different uh, um, uh, you know, conditions. And uh, in some states, the, you know, the, the, the scope of practice uh, for pharmacists is, you know, well beyond what, uh, what we're doing here. So I think you'll see the role that pharmacists will play and, and teams in pharmacies continue uh, to expand. Um, you know, they are such a central point in every community. Pharmacies, you might see you know, broader allied health, um, you know, associationships and relationships, you know, within uh, within the pharmacies. Um, I think yes. we've got to get a closer connection uh, to, to aged care and, and disability support. Pharmacy can play a role uh, there. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying pharmacy should be everything to everybody, but I think we can expand uh, that, that scope of practice to make sure that the pharmacists are, 
you know, central to the healthcare of, of every Australian in every community. Nick, it's been great to speak to you. Thank you. Thanks, Norman. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Hope we can do it again sometime. I'm Norman Thurick from Pitcher Pharmacy and I've been in conversation with Nick Munro.